0: Welcome to Season 3 of the Craft Beer Connoisseurs Podcast. I'm Chris. If you're new to the podcast, we're three friends and a producer who like to showcase craft breweries and their beers. Also, we like to end every episode with a short conversation on a variety of different topics. If you're not new to the podcast, well, you know what to expect. The three connoisseurs haven't changed, and the producers are always a wild card. Whether you're new or returning, please feel free to listen to all of our previous content. And remember... Follow us on Instagram at Craft Beer Cons, send us a friend request on Untapped, or subscribe on YouTube at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Also, drop a comment, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now for today's episode. Welcome to the Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Chris. I'm Brett. And I'm Tyler. And along with us today's producer, Finn. Finn. Which uh, is
1: almost fitting. What do you think about it? I thought it was Finning. <laughs> oh no, right off the hoop, eh? Because we're near the end of the year we're Yeah, for, some...
0: for those who are, are bilingual or at least know some French We're, right? we're almost fin Yeah, we.
2: Oui. <laughs> <laughs> so, and uh, today's episode, we're going to be reviewing
1: the Exchange Brewery out of Niagara-on-the-Lake Yeah, we are um, And we're going to be having two beers yes, we, we are have, <laughs> As we do, right? So the first is a hazy IPA called mousse on the loose and the second beer
0: is a gluten-free saison. <laughs> maybe <laughs> there you go that french tie-in again. I was, that's
1: what i was thinking i <laughs> yeah. was thinking as i was reading i was like oh this is gonna tie beautifully but i also appreciate the the name of Poplar Mousse on the loose and being an ipa and then we just automatically transition to a gluten-free saison. Well,
2: yeah is also french yeah yeah there you, you go <laughs> yeah but it's
1: just gluten-free
2: saison. yeah gluten-free is not sans gluten yeah <laughs>
0: There you go. go. All right. And then to end the episode, we're going to discuss some of the drinks that we enjoy when we aren't drinking craft beer. We are back. We are back. I'm here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm also here. Finn. Yeah, Finn. Finn is, he's, he's here in spirit. He's taking a phone call. (laughs) Uh, So the Exchange Brewery is located at 7 Queen Street North in Niagara-on-the-Lake, as we mentioned. So it's right in the downtown core and uh, the heritage district of Niagara-on-the-Lake. So the building uh, has brick on the front uh, and which, and the brewery used to be in a telephone exchange. So that's what the building used to be. So hence the name, Exchange.
1: It all comes together.
0: There you go. People are thinking. Like a fine wine. Yeah. So after a bunch of delays, of course, including zoning and construction issues, the brewery itself finally opened its doors back in January of 2016. So we're
1: only... What's that, a week away, week and a half away from their seven Seven Seven-year anniversary. Mm -hmm. There you go.
2: And nobody got my fine wine joke because the brewery's in the wine region.
1: Anyway. uh, (laughs) I thought you were trying to tie it in with the uh, thematic conversation at the end, but I wasn't going to
2: touch it. No, if you listen to the last episode, I don't drink wine.
1: I know. Uh, I was confused. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) did you forget that you don't like wine? (laughs) Did not forget, trust me. I'm well aware I do not not like wine.
2: (laughs) 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 So Exchange was founded and still owned today by Robin Ridsick. I might be pronouncing that name wrong, so if I am, I apologize. Uh, so she was an avid home brewer and lover of hoppy IPAs. I mean, I'm a big fan of hoppy who's, IPAs. right? not? Right? Yeah. Uh, she was a former management consultant, and she decided to bring two of her passions together, you know, beer and the community, being Niagara-on-the-Lake. With opening the brewery, she brought in Sam Maxbauer, who is still the head brewer today. Sam's originally from Michigan and worked uh, for Northern United Beer Co., but has settled in Niagara, where he's able to take more advantage of the fresh ingredients from the local farmers.
0: Yeah, well, nice.
2: All nice. right, because apparently the farming industry is way better in Niagara Lake than it is in Michigan. Yeah. I don't but, know how any research on that. I'm just going to say it is.
1: <laughs> <yeah. laughs> Based a- on that, we'll say, say yes. Very <laughs> anecdotal. And <laughs> Farmer Fight back at it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so there's two associate brewers that also help with getting the product out of the door. So it seems like they are well-staffed.
0: Yeah. Which is nice. Which is a
1: good thing to have, yeah. And we're going to kind of get into uh, more where you can kind of find all their products later on, as we typically do, so... Uh, Mike Lyons, who actually graduated from the Niagara Brewmaster Program, which we see quite frequently now. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and, and close to uh, close to where he went to school. That's it's yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yep, <laughs> Good yep. job, Chris. Uh, Thanks for South tying that Niagara. one in together. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Matt Meager, who uh, used to work at uh, different uh, Toronto brewery pubs, including um, the uh, Louis Siffer and the Barhop Brew Co. Um, so there's some experience there. It seems like they're bringing some uh, some good talent, and uh, as Chris eloquently said, that uh, some of their talent is rather local, <laughs> pretty local.
0: <laughs> At least to where they went to school. Yeah. I don't know uh, where where Mike grew up. Yeah. I uh, believe
1: south of London, actually, if I remember correctly.
0: Oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Didn't go. exactly
2: say where. Hopefully, it's not St. Thomas.
0: Yeah, it probably uh, is. <laughs>
1: I, I was not surprised if you came in and, uh, and told us his exact uh, address. Yeah. You know, like, like you did in season, basically was our yeah. one where I lived? Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 And for, he still lives real. at
2: the same location. Just everybody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> double
0: down. Go ahead and listen back to that <laughs> yeah. episode. If yeah. you missed it's it. the only way we get listeners
1: to go back to episodes. We, we won't tell you
0: that. which one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Cause we don't remember. Yeah. Uh, so the brewery itself is, uh, it's actually two stories. Uh, it's a very, very uh, modern feel with uh, tops available on both levels. So that's nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, you, if you venture upstairs, you say, I, I want another beer. It's right there for you. So the first level is more like your bar style with the bottle shop area beside it. So you can get your to goes. makes sense for people, you know, just stepping in for that. And then you can make your way up the steps to the second floor. You walk by the brew house. Uh, so you can take a little glance at that as you walk up the stairs. And then the second level is more of like your sit-down tables, exploring all the beers that Exchange has to offer. Like I mentioned, go get another beer if you're, if you're done. <laughs> or, a, or a flight. Even. Or another flight. <laughs> How yeah. many
1: beers? You had one beer on the lower floor. By the time you got to the second, when you needed another, so... There you go. Yes, and
2: then if you have too many, you might fall down the steps at the end. Who knows?
0: Oh, Oh, we don't like that. No, not good. No, no, no. So has anyone been to the brewery? This is a very specific description that we've put here. (laughs) So people might be saying, oh, they must have been there before. I have not.
2: I also have not. Um, Niagara-on-the-Lake is one of those trips I do, I should say, I'd want to do. I just haven't done it yet.
1: Yeah. Finn's been. Yeah. Yeah, Finn's been.
0: Finn's been? Finn's been. Finn has been. Well, my wife has actually been oh. uh, to the brewery. If you, if I believe
2: she picked up some stuff for you, didn't she?
0: She absolutely did. Uh, so if you remember when we did the Silversmith episode, um, just, I don't know, that was a few months ago. There They're go. also just outside of Niagara-on-the-Lake, actually. So when she was in at Niagara-on-the-Lake, she went to uh, Exchange and, and Silversmith. Mm. Uh, no, just me. Yeah. Yeah, same story <laughs>
2: with Silversmith. I'm sorry, uh, yeah. It seems together. to be a, a theme I'm getting, is that every single time that you or your wife goes to places to get beers. There's none of it in it i
0: going
1: well, to go with the Christmas card if I can.
0: <laughs> Hold on a second. I, I think I'm better at getting you are you're definitely better you than your wife. I do agree with that. Wow.
1: <laughs> There's a blanket statement.
0: Well, I am her so you're favorite.
1: me beers. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, oh.
0: Sorry, I, I should have finished the sentence there. I am her favorite connoisseur, so.
1: So, <laughs> so. It's kind of a surprise to me, really. So the major focus of Exchange is on utilizing the high-quality ingredients. Yeah, including local Niagara fruits uh, with a selection of American styles, um, along with some sour and funky kind of Belgian style beers as well, as which they. Kind of specialize in mm.
0: which we'll see today with the pamplemousse on the loose and the uh the saison. You're, you're definitely getting two funky styles of beers, that's for yeah. sure.
2: I think so. Yeah. The 10 BBL brew House features five large fermenters and eight serving vessels running straight to the draft lines. The cellar houses two German made Hungarian oak foders and 50 French oak wine barrels from a local winery in Jordan, which is just uh near Niagara Lake. Uh, this is where those Belgian stuff.
1: It, no, no, not in? the country, oh, Jordan. Sweet. That's <laughs> that's, that's
2: a bit of a point track. Of fari- point yeah. Okay. Twenty-minute drive or a twenty-hour flight, you decide. <laughs> <laughs> this is where those Belgian styles uh, spend their time maturing and giving them those unique flavors that we've seen in some of their beers. And speaking of how many beers they've made, Tyler. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say you know,
1: speaking of Maturing, <laughs> and then, Tyler, and then gonna roll into a story about how you spent some time in a French oak wine barrel. Um, so yeah, nope, a, no, on, on I don't a, think I can fit in one of those. Actually, <laughs> it's like a Minute to Win It challenge. Try out of that. I think we need to, we need to see that. So on or our fear side. factor, or whatever. Yeah. On Check on.
0: our Instagram. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Instead of like uh, you know these like stuff a bus kind of things for like Christmas right like full of food yeah we just stuff a fife into a barrel you know <laughs> it's just, it's the can I better
2: out. get an uh, I was gonna say I, I better get a, a beer named after me but they have
1: bread IPAs and <laughs> bread beers <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> already set. so on Untappd there's 117 different beers created by Exchange with an average rating of 3.62 and over 50,000 check-ins wow oh. yep it's a lot uh, speaking of beers
2: that we've had though. These are ones that we've put down our mouse. Um I've had the most, which is kind of funny because you just said that your wife was in the Lake to get you some exchange stuff, but yet I've still had more beers than you from there. Uh I
0: mean, she didn't bring (laughs) all (laughs) all 117. (laughs) She's so inconsiderate. (laughs) Like what? And I thought you were her favorite. (laughs) Uh, Apparently not. (laughs) I've
2: been mostly just getting them from LCBOs and Loblaws grocery stores. Anyway, uh, so I've had eight of them, obviously, as I said. Uh, The highest rated one that I've given is the White IPA with a rating of 3.75. I'll also take producer Finn's here because he can't talk. Um, He said five, and his highest rated was a four called Throwback. You know, because we want to throw him back out of the room.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, (laughs) that that escalated really quickly. We don't see eye to eye.
2: So, the beer was the throwback, which is a Belgian table beer.
0: Mm, The good old table beer. So, uh, I've had six. So, pretty close to your eight, Brett. Um, My highest was just straight up called New England IPA, which was a three seven five.
1: Yeah, I'm running at the bottom here, and I did have uh, one, and that was that white IPA, which is previously mentioned. And I give it a rating out of four. There, I give it a four. There you go. So, so go no, go ahead. I was going to say maybe Chris should take this one because we did a little bit of talking yeah,
0: there, right? Maybe I think so.
1: Sh- Chris, share a little. You do this. You got this.
0: Yeah. So Exchange has won quite a few awards. Um, not any for the last little while, but they've they've won quite a few. So we mentioned that table beer. Uh, Won gold at the 2019 Canadian Brewing Awards. Uh, The gluten-free saison that we're having today. Silver in the 2018 U.S. Beer Open Championship in the gluten-free category. So, that's interesting.
1: I don't know if how many beers have been in that category. I was going to say, I'd be curious. Because I feel like in 2018, there was kind of like an uprising of gluten-free. So.
2: And we'll get into more gluten, like, obviously, the gluten-free season We'll later, get
1: into more gluten <laughs> right after this. Yes. Yeah. But
2: more so in terms of how different it is to make a gluten-free beer versus a normal brewing process.
0: Yeah. yeah. They've also won a couple of golds at the uh, 2018 uh, Canadian Brewing Awards. a The Spontaneous Ale, uh, which was a Belgian-style sour ale, and their Breakfast Stout. So, yeah. Yes. Yum, 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 yum. Oh, and a Flanders Red Ale. Sorry. Yes, yep. yep. I don't want to shortchange them.
1: No.
2: And they won a bunch of awards in 2018, 2017, uh, 2016. They've won a lot of awards. There's Just a lot. say that, okay?
1: Yeah, in, in different categories. Yes. And I think that's that's one thing um, that we, we have to mention is that uh, it's been kind of spanning over three or four years. Um, but I think but what we
0: see here is the, like, the Belgian beers are really kind of, picking up those awards
1: yeah you know. so i think we'd be remiss if we didn't give him a round of applause for the awards there you go you, you see do? that i went around <sighs> my applause oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> it's yep. gonna be one of those nights so uh, saddle up here yes
2: uh so uh as i mentioned earlier uh exchange stuff isn't available in select lcbos and grocery stores the La blah brandon ones. so if you go to sobeys you won't find them
0: are, uh, are you sure about that
2: well, it was on their website, so yes. Yeah, so oh, I'm okay. It. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you can find certain ones like the White IPA. It's the Super Saison. And uh, the Devil to Pay, which is a whiskey sour farmhouse ale. I'm actually interested That's to cool see cool where one. I can grab that one. Yeah. Because that is uh, something that might be up uh, my wife's alley. Because yeah, know- she's a big fan of whiskey sours. And that'll tie into later. Anyway, <laughs> delivery-wise.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> Why? You, this is about you. <laughs> and without but I enjoy a lot. He's nothing oh, okay. it, so I okay.
2: enjoy whiskey sour now and then. Anyway, oh, okay. Delivery.
1: Okay. So uh, Delivery. Um, yeah, so we've got some, some free, uh, delivery, Toronto, Mississauga, Oakville, minimum of $20 order. Um, the N O T L is Niagara-on-the-Lake, Niagara Lake, by the Lake. way. Yes. Yeah, no, for sure. Obviously they're going to be doing uh yeah, free within, within their general, um, area. Yeah. So it's nice. It's kind of an interesting area when you actually look at it on a map, right? Cause you got Niagara-on-the-Lake, you have Toronto, Mississauga, you have Oakville. It's very kind of localized area
0: the golden <laughs> horseshoe
1: very much so
2: got her uh there is free shipping over a hundred dollars th- uh throughout the rest of ontario both through alternate ca- carriers and small batch distribution the hours of the brewery monday to thursday 12 to 8 friday 10 or 11 to 10 30 saturday 11 to 9 and sunday 11 to 8
0: oh i love a brewery that's open seven days a week right well you can go
2: there any day you want
0: uh, absolutely. As always, we're going to link to their information on our social media so you can grab a hold of their stuff.
2: All right, let's get on to the first one.
0: We're back with our first beer. So uh, thank you to Rajat uh, for both the beers on today's yeah, episode. Uh, for Merci. Exchange. Yeah, thank you for sending those over.
1: <laughs> I love uh, your like uh, half attempted a clap there.
0: It was, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was ready if other people Eerie were You're reserving applause
2: until we have these beers, <laughs>
0: aren't you? <laughs> there you go. Uh, so the first beer we're having today is called Pomplamoose on the Loose. Quality name, five out of five on the name for sure. Uh, this is a hazy IPA, and it comes in at 6% ABV with 50 IBUs. Yeah, so this is your classic hazy IPA loaded with tropical fruit flavors, then
1: brewed with fresh ruby red grapefruit. I love it so the hops utilized in
2: this uh, beer include Cascade, Galaxy, Citra, Melon, and Mosaic. And before uh, we get, swing back to Chris, I know it's am just going to touch on the can. You want to Yeah, I'm just going to touch on it now because it's in my hand. Um, and there okay. is a, um, I'm going to say a silhouette of a lady, but her head is a grapefruit.
0: <laughs> a ruby red <laughs> a grapefruit. A half a grapefruit. Yeah, yeah. half a grapefruit. Cut
1: open.
2: And uh, cheersing with a, I'm going to assume the moose, uh, who's loose. Uh, dressed in jeans, and I'm gonna say that's like a suede vest.
0: <laughs> jeans. <laughs> I okay, I'm, I, gonna take, I'm gonna take this one. I, I think someone from Stratford from Blue, Blue High baseball recogni- pants oh, no, my recognize goodness. like Shakespearean so, dress. So what we're
1: doing uh, with this is we have a, a woman in. Uh, I'm gonna start over. I'm gonna start your section over here. Sure, please. What we got here is we got a, a individual on the left, uh, presumably a female, with a ruby red grapefruit uh, head that's split in half, uh, wearing a fine Victorian dress uh, stitched up the uh, center, with a nice little bonnet on her head there, a nice little kind of like top hat ish. Um, the individual on the right is a moose with uh, high socks, blue trousers, <laughs> <laughs> and trousers. Uh, uh, yes, trousers, can I go? and a nice vest.
2: People are gonna think I have terrible eyesight, but uh, like, I'm just my, terrible.
1: I explain your reading? <laughs> I'm, I'm just terrible
2: at describing clothing.
1: Yeah, all good. So it is a very simple kind of uh, uh, can color wise, but. Yes, it is a, more of a Victorian kind of uh, apparel. It's very unique, for sure. Unique New York. New York. <laughs> 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 I knew he was going to say it. I had that cue. Well,
0: all right. Well, as always, you can follow us on Instagram at the Craft Beer Connoisseurs, or sorry, at Craft Beer Connoisseurs, and on Untapped at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Uh, so the rating for Pamplemousse on the loose is 3.58 out of 5 with 872 check-ins. There are 12 five out of fives uh and 706 can check-ins with a rating of 3.59 so right on that average basically great that, that's your glass
1: that is mm-hmm. your glass uh finn's saying we got to hurry up a little bit here just on time but you know what we'll, we'll slow her right. down over there okay grab your glass grab relax her, finn grab your can and let's open her up oh,
2: yeah. and i will uh correct chris's mistake there you can follow us on instagram at
0: craft beer cons not um, at craft beer connoisseurs. Yeah, I'm not good A at that. <laughs> yeah, I know. The Instagram thing <laughs> yeah, is not really working out for you. But
1: yeah, you see it quite frequently.
0: I do. I do. You know what else I say? Uh, we are drinking this beer out of an IPA glass. This, so make sure to use your proper glassware.
1: A single IPA glass. Back at it again. Well, oh, that's right. nice. That nose is uh, hitting
2: you with the grapefruit. That is for sure. I would hope so. Well, <laughs> <But> yes. <laughs> it was hitting you with something else. And it'd be <laughs> weird. Uh, but yes, lots of lots of uh, grapefruit coming off. You can tell from the. Um, anybody else got anything else on the nose? I know lots of head retention, obviously.
1: Yeah, like good head retention on it. I think we're, we're doing nice. A nice frothy head. Um, depending on how you hold your fingers, it's uh, about three. Uh, <laughs> on my pour. Yeah, pretty or, pretty thick. Yeah, it's, I think it's it's done well in this class. I'm looking forward to that. What are you guys getting on color? Anything on color as well. Um, a
2: little dark. And I'm assuming it's coming from the grapefruit itself, but a little darker than what you would normally. Pr- uh, Assume from a hazy IPA. Yeah. It's still very, very cloudy, don't get me wrong. Um, it's more so uh, darker as at the top of the glass versus the bottom of the glass, which is a lot lighter. And yeah. you will see that in an IPA glass. If you were to put this in just a regular old beer glass, well, then a, pint uh, glass. a little yeah. pint glass, for example, it might be more even. Dead.
0: Look at that, that looks like a lava lamp, Tyler. <laughs> it yeah, does, actually, right. <laughs> there are some adjuncts in this. There, there are adjuncts going so,
1: up and down. I would say that this <laughs> like a lava is, lamp. This wood. isn't. This isn't probably filtered. No,
0: um, I, I, I I would, would put have. this as like maybe a burnt orange color, something like that. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, it is unpasteurized and contains natural sediment. And there you there go. go. And also, keep it cold and drink it fresh.
0: Well, yeah, it, we it definitely was cold, but yeah, on the nose, I'm getting nothing but grapefruit. So uh, again, like you would expect, but I don't get anything else coming through other than that the grapefruit's pretty overpowering
2: well how about we choose on the swallow then and figure out what we have
0: there
1: yeah one yeah. thing i'm gonna say is on the nose there is a I think there's a, a big difference between just a normal grapefruit and a ruby red and i am okay. getting the ruby red out of this okay 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 okay, okay. <laughs> okay. can we drink it now yeah, you guys, yeah. Could have, Good. you guys could have been drinking while i was talking sorry mm-hmm. right. we've done it before do it again we have done it before all right and probably we'll do it there. again
0: Well, what do you think, Brett? I know you're a huge fan of grapefruit.
2: Yes, it's my most favorite fruit ever in the history of the world. <laughs> of all fruits, grape is my favorite. Um, it's, it's interesting to me. Um, definitely more bitter than what I was expecting. I think the IBUs, I can't remember. 50,
0: 50 I believe. Right? Yeah. It yes.
2: definitely has a higher bitterness, at least in my personal opinion, Yes. Uh, than 50. Um, it definitely does, though, have a smooth mouth feel. It's definitely very,
1: very... um, Say definitely one more time.
2: Definitely, 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 definitely.
1: I'm just going to call it out. So everybody at home is like, God, you just said definitely four times. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. (laughs) Five.
0: So I definitely agree with you. Um, I I think um, the bitterness is partly due to the hops, I think. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think it's also due to the grapefruit. Like grapefruit is more one of the... More bitter fruits, yes. Um, yeah. So I, I think that's contributing to the bitterness as well.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree with you, and I think that when you cut open a ruby red grapefruit, throw maybe a little bit of sugar on that, um, you get you get something like this. Like you do get that that bitterness. It is juicy to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely juicy. I totally. will yeah, give you that. And Thanks I feel so. like it kind of has that aftertaste of the grapefruit as well. Like it it sticks. Like, I don't know if you guys get, kind of get like, a, like the finish isn't like just smooth and fires out. Mm-hmm. It kind of lingers around and it kind of gives you a little bit of a different mouthfeel. Like it, it sticks yeah. around and that might be kind of complementary yeah. of the natural sediment too, right? Yep. Because you're going to have maybe some of that linger around um, and, and definitely stick to the side. I
2: wish um, not that we you know we only have these two beers, but if I would have had their regular hazy IPA first and then had this one, how much that grapefruit would have affected. You couldn't,
1: you can find that in the Loblaws? No,
2: no, no, apparently not. But <laughs> was it wasn't worth it, It's there that day. But you know what I mean? And just compare the two like directly and just to see how much this grapefruit is taking over
0: yeah. uh, this beer, right? Kind of see what the difference is. I mean, they probably are brewed with different hops. Yes, and size, and I'm, like I'm that. assuming but that. But yeah. Slightly different hops. Well, I mean, yeah, it wouldn't be a big change. I, I'm not 100% sure what, what hops the uh, Hazy IPA is yeah, brewed with. But, uh, yeah, I, I agree. Like, it would be nice to do that kind of comparison with their kind of basic Hazy IPA and their their grapefruit Hazy IPA. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of uh, flavors, I guess, uh, top five flavor profiles. Uh, number one, again, uh, not a flavor, but hazy. Uh, the beer's
1: hazy. It is, it is hazy. Yeah. I won't give it that. Yep.
2: Lots of lacing on it as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, number two, grapefruity. fruity. Uh, interestingly on top doesn't have grapefruit fruit as a flavor profile. It's great fruity. So
1: gotta love that extra. Why they, they don't, they just don't believe in it yet. You know, yeah. <laughs> it no. come to fruition.
0: I, I would say, yes, yeah. this is a number one for me. Mm-hmm. Number agree. one for me too. Yeah. Uh, number three is hoppy.
1: Uh, it's in the top five, but it's not three. I think it's yeah, five for me. I, I would. Yeah. And, uh, I'll let you do the next one and then I'll justify yeah, yeah.
0: it. Yeah. number four is bitter. That yeah. would be my number two. And yeah, so I would, too. I
1: would, yeah, I'd bring grapefruity up to one bitter number two. And yeah. then I'd actually throw one that's not in here, in Ooh. here.
0: Oh, well, tease. It's,
1: well, it's kind of a cop out, but
0: I'll, all it. So number five, similar to number two, grapefruit peel. So more of the rind, I guess. Right. Uh-huh. Um, so, Yeah, I I would agree. And I think, again, that's contributing to that bitterness.
2: Producer Finn, because he finally piped up, uh, typed it out, whatever you (laughs) want to say he did, Um, feels that the grapefruit peel is the strong number one, followed by the bitterness. Uh, Hoppy, again, a bit of a cop-out because it's got those five different hop varieties. I I don't know Mm -hmm. if that was kind of what you were going to go with there. Not at all. Um, To him, the mosaic hops are dominating more that bitter taste alongside the grapefruit peel. He was hoping for more of a tropical citra that would come through, but I guess uh, Finn's not getting that.
0: Yeah, I guess the problem is if the citra really dominated uh, in terms of the hot flavor, then it might drown out that grapefruit that they, they've mm-hmm. added as the adjunct, right?
1: Right. And, and that's kind of what I was going to say too is like you might get a more of a traditional, like regular grapefruit instead of a ruby red grapefruit. Right, and yeah. I kind of go back and forth on like there is a distinguish and kind of like taste and flavor profile of that. Um, the one I was gonna say, which may be a bit of a cop out, would be juicy. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. So again, I'll yeah. I'll own it because we do have grapefruity in there and grapefruit peels in there. But I do feel like if you take a that grapefruit and you put it in a bowl and you're kind of just scooping it out. Oh yeah. You mm-hmm. get that leftover grapefruit juice at the bottom. Oh yeah. Which has the flavor profile of the juice. But also the rind, the because rind, it's been yeah. sitting in it, right? Yeah. And, and you might f-
0: scrape the sides. Mm. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You get me. Oh, yeah. I don't. Love a good grapefruit on a Saturday morning.
1: Yeah, right? Yeah. I know. <laughs> I oh. definitely don't. Know. But, but I mean, there's a difference, right? Because there's a traditional grapefruit, there's uh, the ruby red, and then you kind of get into like a pomelo, which would be mm. a little, it's different, but similar to the
0: normal grapefruit. Yeah. Well, Brett. What do the untapped users think of the grapefruit?
2: Yes, yeah, so our first check-in comes from Chris O and his handle is CraftyChris13. Okay. On August nineteenth, said bitter pamplemousse flavor it was a nine hundred different
1: check-in though. Good job, good Chris. Good job, Chris yeah. O, uh, CraftyChris13. I feel do we, like do we I know that guy. I feel like I know him. I yes. think a long-time listener. Of the podcast, and I think has been referred to in previous episodes. If you go back to um, our time at uh, Reverence, uh, you know, fan of the podcast, fan of the podcast,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: and late. Um, and they did give it a rating, but we'll save that rating for yes. later.
2: Uh, if you haven't caught in, obviously, it's Chris over there. I just had to throw that in there because I thought, why not? Yeah. Uh, but hey, in all nine, things, 900
0: check-in, yes. though. Yes, and now
2: cool. you're worth 1,000, I think. Yes, I am. So good job.
0: Thank you.
2: Uh, in all seriousness, though, the first review comes from Michelle H, and her uh, handle is Mitchy Moo. On December 3rd, stated, I like the haze, nice grapefruit flavors. And she rated it a 3.75 out of
1: 5. Nice. The second one is from Russ L. Little Russ is the handle on November thirtieth. Ripe citrus on the nose, great citrus and stone fruit, and quite bitter for such low IBUs. Three point five out of five. Hmm. All right. Hmm. Okay. The stone fruits kind of throw me off on that one. But
0: yeah, I, I don't.
2: Yeah, I don't get know. Get the... Maybe he's just saying stone fruit is a grapefruit, but I
1: don't that's <laughs> that's <right>. but it's not <laughs> do not it's, it's, not not it's not so don't in there <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right let me get this uh going here i'm i'm gonna start us off shouldn't finn be doing that well, no I'm, I'm gonna start us off no oh, i meant in terms of like coordinating no things. no no i'm going you got just got gonna do that? yeah, okay, yeah okay. we're good we're, we're okay. all right just making sure okay, finn you got your calculator good job he doesn't let's be serious um i'm gonna give this a 3.75 3.75 okay chris, chris you're up
0: Yeah, so uh, you mentioned that I have previously had this beer, uh, and when I had it before, I gave it a 3.25, and I think I'm going to stick with that rating today, so 3.25. Sure.
2: Um, I'm going to go, again, where nobody wants to go, in between you guys, uh, and give this a 3.5. Producer Finn is giving it a straight-on 3.0. Tyler... Yeah. Give us the math. that's Finn's done.
1: Yeah. So it's going to give us a 3.375. And I believe we're going to round that up to
0: a 3.5. Yeah, we are. Uh, all right. Well, let's move on to beer number two. We're back. And the second beer. we are going to come up with something new. Eh, no. It's just we're back. I'm a one trick pony. <laughs> Ain't that the truth (laughs) Uh, The second beer we're having is a first for our podcast And that's Uh, why
2: you brought Finn in for this one
0: Yeah He's
2: really, I don't know how he's dealing with the first beer though
0: Is he excited for this one? Yeah,
2: he's gluten free, right?
1: No, he did the last
0: one (laughs) I I hope he's not Uh, Because yeah, the Pomplamoose on the loose is not gluten free But this beer is It is the Gluten Free Saison That's the name of it Uh, And it's a Saison It's a 5.8% ABV with 19 IBUs. Uh, It's brewed with one of Exchange's favorite pseudo cereals, buckwheat.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So you might be wondering, buckwheat? Gluten-free? Yes. Yeah, buckwheat actually doesn't contain gluten. Interesting. It's nutty and earthy flavors, blended with the sweet sorghum uh, extract that's involved with this, dark Belgian candy sugar, and the herbal hops so halberto and i'm going to probably mispronounce this but we're going to go with it anyway styrene cilia
1: that, that's spot on Pretty good. thank you
2: for a balance of sweetness while maintaining a refreshing finish
1: yeah so we've we've had on the podcast a low cal low carb yeah beer before yeah, yeah. and as you mentioned this is the first uh, gluten free one It is so. It's it's nice. I like to see that, right? Some diversity in it. So, within the gluten uh, free beer uh, brewing process, the barley is replaced by gluten free grains such as rice, corn, millet, pseudo grains, which was already described. um, Which you might actually see, like quinoa, kind of get thrown in there, right? Or buckwheat, which is the case for this one. Um, and I'd be interested to try some of those other kind of like flavors. uh, Yeah, yeah, totally. And uh, adjuncts, right? Other ingredients to provide the necessary uh, fermentable sugars for that whole entire process is that buckwheat, the quinoa, the uh, sorghum is uh, within this is kind of like usually in a syrup form. Hmm. uh, Allows the wort, when fermented with the brewer's yeast, to exhibit approximately the seventy-five to eighty-five or seventy-five to eighty percent uh, attenation. So we'll kind of see how that kind of plays yes, itself out absolutely. in this, right? Yeah. And we obviously have not brewed a gluten-free beer. We no, know this does not happen, um, with us, but cross-contamination can be a concern if the proper, you know, brewing hygiene has not taken place. Um, I've dealt with That's a lot of true. cross contaminant, sorry, cross-contamination before, um, as my wife is gluten-free. Um, so I'm going to give her a little skiff off the end of this bottle. So that way she can try it. Not a beer individual, but uh, cross contamination is very, very serious. Yes. Um, so if you're dealing with a gluten, um, you know, sensitivity, or if you are celiac, you want to make sure that uh, when you are brewing this, that you do not have any other um, gluten in <laughs> the uh, brewing facility. So I think
2: when you see a brewery make a, a gluten-free beer, they probably take their brewing hygiene pretty seriously. Yeah. I would yeah. Think, I think, right. I think they just so every Every beer that you're going to have is going to be clean. Like the Pomplomousse on Loose was very clean. I remember a couple other ones that I've had have been very clean. So I think it's good on them. And maybe more breweries should do this too in terms of brewing a gluten-free beer. Because then that way you know that... They're taking the proper steps to make sure everything is
1: yeah, like you're, spotless. You're flushing lines. You're yeah. cleaning tanks.
2: Like or if you, you, if you know.
0: can, uh, like if your brewery is big enough to accommodate, maybe separate. have like a separate yeah. brewing yeah. Um, equipment for the gluten-free And I'm beers. going
2: to assume that
1: maybe they do for this one because there's been enough check-ins on it. But <sighs> it's, it's who knows, t- right? It, who is, knows? T- it is tough to say because like that's a large commitment for one beer.
0: Yes. Yeah, it is. Right,
1: like I, yeah. I, I don't know all hundred and what we say seventeen. Yeah, I think it's hundred seventeen. Yeah, beers that they brewed, I don't, I don't have that in front of me. But I would fathom to guess that there's probably not not a lot of gluten free. More than ten percent that actually yeah. are gluten free. This might, yeah, this might This might. only be This the is moment. where producer Finn needs to get on it. So Finn's going to get on that. Um, Chris, why don't you give us some of the uh, the stats on, on this specific one?
0: Yeah, so speaking of untapped, this gluten-free Saison has 272 check-ins on untapped with an average rating of 3.33 out of 5, and there are four ratings of 5 out of 5.
2: Very good. Just to, uh, Finn's kind of relaying this to me. This is their only gluten-free
0: beer. There you go.
1: There you go. So I think having a dedicated tank would be very interesting. I mean, that's yeah. uh, you're sinking a lot of cost into that, right?
0: Or just brew it once a year and yeah. let it hang out. Exactly.
1: And <laughs> that <laughs> might also speak to what this is in.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was
2: going to get into that. Uh,
0: that's, that's, that's not a, a can, folks. Or a glass.
2: <laughs> no. Tyler?
0: I mean, it is glass. Well, it's, it's made of glass, but it's not a glass, it's, like a drink
2: glass. It might be glass in a bottle there form. You go. Yeah.
1: Grab your glass that Chris will describe in a bit and grab your bottle. And yep. let's open her up.
2: I think you guys forgot one key step there, though. Uh, grab your bottle opener as well. It might be tough ah, to uh, <laughs> try to do it with your thumb
1: or your hand. That's a, that's a very good point. We have seen producers in the past. Lose their bottle openers. Yeah, this is oh very, yeah.
0: very
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what
2: beer that specifically was for.
0: It was really on but yeah. God, it was funny. I think that was People's Pine. Oh yes, been.
2: because I think it was one of those ones that we had to have a producer remotely. Yes, yeah,
1: we all I think we all think we're all remote because it was in the middle of the. We kind of had to buy some time.
2: It was in the middle of <clears throat> that whole forsaken thing known as I
1: lockdown.
0: Yeah, I believe. Well, uh, speaking of uh, glass, we are drinking this out of a tulip glass because it is a Saison, so make sure to use your proper glassware. Very good. Now,
1: Brett, we're going to give you a second chance here at Love with Tila Tequila, uh, which could come up later on. I don't think I want a chance with Tila Tequila. Team conversation. Do you want to talk about the bottle
2: first? Well, it's a lot more simpler than the first uh, can, that's for sure. Well, we'll see how you you do on this. The the bottle uh, shape, though... Is definitely unique with a um, kind of a smaller top, and it gets wider as it goes to the bottom.
0: It's a very, very long neck.
2: Yes, long neck for sure. Um, and then just a simple label around the, the bottom, you know, saying gluten free and uh, giving you the information on oh. the beer, um, with you know the buckwheat and the sorghum syrup and or extract and everything else in between. Um, yeah, that's it's pretty much pretty simple. And you see it this is. from you see this from a few of the exchange. Um, Products. It's not just this specific one that's in a bottle like this. They do have many uh, beers that they've done that are in bottles like this. Yes. Yeah, so when when my wife
0: uh, brought me home some beers from exchange, uh, there were a few of the barrel aged ones that she grabbed and mm-hmm. they were in, in this uh, type of bottle. And again, none for us. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. next time.
1: What do you guys smell? What do you guys smell?
0: I don't smell gluten.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm going to have you over Uh, Because every time we make food or we go to a restaurant, you're going to be that gluten-smelling dog. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't smell gluten. You can have that. That's safe, sir. You're good.
0: Uh, No, in all seriousness, uh, it's kind of like um, oftentimes you'll get this with the Saison's like dark fruit scent. Um, Uh Like a, I don't know, like a plum almost kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I, I was thinking plum, but I'm also, there's something else I'm thinking like a current.
0: Yeah. Like black current, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. I like
1: that. <laughs> you really tuned it up there. Five things. Appreciate your support. <laughs> so that's why I'm getting, um, we are kind of getting a little bit of an, I don't want like, it's not amberish, more like a caramel ish. Yeah. Kind of. Uh, I would say
2: a, uh, like a caramel amber. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I like that.
1: Not bad. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not much to describe to this. The, the head retention doesn't stick around.
2: Which um, I, I, I'm i going to assume is probably uh, most gluten-free beers doesn't have a lot of head retention. Yeah, Sure. I don't think, just due to the brewing process.
1: I mean, out of all the, the gluten-free,
2: gluten-free beers, beers you've you had, had,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> so far, I think you're one for one. Yeah,
0: I think this uh, is I a, think so. a first, not only for the podcast, but for myself, at least.
2: I think it's probably a first for all of us.
1: But strong on the nose, eh?
0: It is mm-hmm. strong. Like and, and you it's, would it's expect a, that from a Saison.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, it's a, it's a powerful nose... Ford kind of beer Yeah mm-hmm. Well
0: let's see what it tastes like Yeah let's get into it right, you guys
1: me? You guys get into it Interested to see what uh, We kind of get out of it Again a uh, first
0: mm.
1: Okay I'm gonna take a sip You guys mm-hmm. you Gonna talk Brett you don't seem to be enjoying it That's okay
0: So it's very Like It, it has a lot of Flavor But it kind of Like disappears Really quickly Um Lots of sweetness I'm getting And Almost I don't even know What the What the f- fruit is But I'm getting a fruit
2: It almost Tastes like A re-fermented apple
0: Yeah Apple was, Apple <laughs> Yeah
1: That's pretty good Cause I was gonna say It was gonna be more of like um Like a chardonnay grape Or Or like a Like a Like the The a fermented kind of apple it sits somewhere in between the two it
0: tastes like a cider yeah i was gonna say it kind of tastes like apple cider mm. yeah that's a good call but like more carbonated than a, a cider
2: i'm actually very surprised at the carbonation i didn't think it was i almost yeah. thought it was gonna it's, be more like a cask where it doesn't have a whole lot of right. carbonation involved with this it this is a
1: weird carbonation though yes you know what i mean Like it's, it's weird how it sits in your mouth a bit Mm -hmm. because it it does kind of come bubble forward. Um, yeah. What are you guys looking at?
0: Well, uh, Finn is saying to look at the bottom of your bottle. Mm. Uh, so it says when it was bottled. So this was bottled August 25th, 2022, but it says you can age it up to one and a half years. So it would be interesting. Finn saying, and I agree to, you know, maybe do that aging, have oh, one now you know and what? then age it and see oh, what, we're what we're scared what, now <laughs> we don't do yeah, yeah
1: yeah well. hey finn next time get your <laughs> glasses on a little look at that
0: room. before we open the, bo- yeah, the bottles like, come on us, we gonna
1: split one of them and then
0: aged it oh finn this guy finn
1: yeah i i yeah i see where you're going with the the apple cider aspect of it right um and maybe the the chardonnay grape is a little bit too far off but mm-hmm. Um, I, I do feel like it's somewhere in there. There's a, a candied-ish, to me, aspect yeah. of this. And maybe that goes back to the uh, the, the current as well.
0: Yeah, not super, like, I, I I wouldn't really picture this as a Saison if you told me. Like, uh, like if, a traditional yes. Saison. Yeah, like if, yeah. I, if I had a blind tasting, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't even think that this is a Saison, to be honest.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I find I agree with you there. I'm gonna move into the top five flavor profiles because we are running out of time. Uh number one is light.
0: <sighs> no. Light
1: maybe on flavor, but not carbonation. Really on flavor. Oh, like I think
0: it, the flavors yeah, there. I, I think, I think light flavor, in terms right? of like I think what people are saying is like it's not heavy, right? Like it yeah. doesn't Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sit, it doesn't sit heavy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh number two, sweet.
0: Yeah, definitely it is sweet. Yeah. Sorry to do this uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: Three honey I thought you guys Would go into it a little bit more I apologize no. Three honey uh,
0: A little bit I guess With the sweetness But I'm Like it's not Popping out to me
2: No I, I'm gonna agree with Chris On that one It's I, You can see it's there But just nothing That's Extraordinary When it comes to honey
1: like, I, Here's the thing is As soon as I saw that I started to think Is this Almost pushing Mead Territory Oh Yes you know. Mm.
0: Honestly, I haven't had enough meads to really say
1: There is a, another thing that we probably shouldn't do some meads. And, actually, and, right? uh, and I've I've had a couple. Yep. Same. Yeah. Um and I'm I'm starting to almost push my now, obviously the mead itself would be a process. Yes. It'd be done differently. Yeah. But in flavor Right. I can kinda see that now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I'm you know, I've drank more ciders than meads, and that's Maybe why the cider is kind of, you know, both alcoholic and non alcoholic. It must almost be pressure. a hybrid
2: between a mead and a cider. Yeah. It's kind of boring. I on that, think right? I
1: need you to drink more.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, we've man. got four is apple.
0: Yeah. Yes, I, I think that's probably my number one, to be honest. And
1: five is brilliant.
0: Brilliant.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Never seen that
2: one before in Untapped. That's funny.
0: I, I don't know that it's brilliant. Uh, so Finn is saying uh, earthy, maybe. Uh, I'm I've not had, getting that. I'm not really getting no, earthy. No,
1: and I think that might be tied to a traditional saison.
0: Yeah, but that that's
1: not what I'm getting in this at all.
0: And same with his other suggestion, with which is Belgiany, uh, which I'm not like I'm not getting that feel. Like I mentioned, I wouldn't picture this as a saison. So maybe that's you know the fact that he knows it's a saison that that's kind of tying into, into it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
2: Those uh, words out of your mouth. So, speaking of people, we should probably get some thoughts from attack users. Tyler,
1: the first one. Yeah, we've got Catherine W, and uh, their handle is Hymns and Aries. Uh, on November 18th, stated, like this a bit more than I expected. Nice and tangy, 3.75 out of 5. Not really getting the tanginess personally.
0: No. But no. Fair enough. So, the next one comes from Marcus. Uh, handle is Nasty. I guess I play on Viz nasty Yeah. Uh, on March 6th, <laughs> yeah. uh, stated, tasty for a gluten-free. Definitely has some sweetness, which is interesting. Yum. And uh, Marcus gave it a 4 out of 5. So, in terms of our ratings, uh, I am not going to give it a 4 out of 5. Yeah. So, I, I think it would be really actually quite interesting to see like if they brewed this beer with malts like that have gluten and then like, and everything else was the same versus the buckwheat to see how it changes. But can I, can I interject? Yeah.
1: Thanks. I'm just, I'm curious. Do you know what buckwheat tastes like outside of this? No. I, I'm not t- trying to put you on the spot. Cause I, I can't picture buckwheat.
0: No, I don't. No. But I'm right. just saying like, if they brewed it, Like a a, a traditional traditional beer. No, no, I know.
1: I'm just just kind of like thinking here, like what that buckwheat actually tastes like. I guess
0: my point is um, I'm going to give this a 2.5 out of 5. And my point is, I wonder if it was brewed in a more traditional style, would that like. Like rating a traditional up. beer, yeah. would that yeah. go higher or yeah. would it kind of stay the same? And the brewing process is what's you know kind of giving me that two point
1: five. No, I think mean, that's totally totally fair. I was just yeah. very curious, and this was kind of yeah. like a side point, and I probably should have brought it up earlier. was like the buckwheat aspect yeah. of fair. like, do we know what that actually tastes like independently? Right.
2: Yeah. So I'm going to be a little unique here, and I'm going to give it two ratings, and then we're going to just put it in the middle for my actual rating. In terms, <laughs> if I was rating it as a beer itself, I would give it a two. However, with it being a gluten free and the style, and for people who have a gluten intolerance, I'd probably give it a four because I think they would probably enjoy this. So, in the middle of that would be a three,
1: which is going to be my rating.
2: All right. Does that that
1: make sense? I think you did a wonderful job explaining yourself. Thank
2: you. First
1: time for everything, folks. Uh, What about you, Tyler? Yeah. So. I, again, just kind of like the flavor and, and trying to figure out it's, it's not like a traditional saison. And I've said this before, but to me is like, it's got to fall well within what it actually kind of is. And that's how I kind of rate it. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't really see it as a traditional saison or Belgian kind of style of beer. Um, I think it has a unique flavor profile to it. Um, kudos to you doing, uh, the, the gluten-free beer. I think that is, um, taking a bit of a risk and it's, it's nice to kind of fill the market with, with something. And uh, that's what you get with this beer. So I'm gonna give it a 2.75, and producer Finn is gonna give it a a three. Um, again, same sort of thing. as it's not like the the favorite style um, uh, of Finn, but again, the gluten free aspect I think is is kind of pushing it up a bit, which is which is nice.
0: Yeah. No, it's it's definitely a good idea for them to you know get. People in to their brewery who have a gluten intolerance or who choose not to eat gluten, right? Uh, so uh, this gives us a overall score for uh, this beer of two point eight one two five, uh, which will round down to a two point seven five.
2: And that concludes the review exchange and the beers that provided for
1: today's episode. Up next, we're gonna have a conversation about non-beer drinks that we enjoy.
0: All right, we're back. (laughs) I knew you'd like that. No, I don't. (laughs) Well, given that we're featuring a brewery today, uh, Exchange, obviously, uh, that's in the heart of Ontario's wine country in Niagara-on-the-Lake, we wanted to talk about which drinks, you know, whether alcoholic, non-alcoholic, whatever, that we enjoy when we aren't drinking craft beer. So maybe we'll just go kind of round table, if you will. Uh, I'll go first can, can, I, yeah.
1: can I just jump in? Yeah I think it's important to say here that Finn has
0: left the building Yeah, Finn is uh,
1: Didn't want to yeah. stick around for the theme conversation Did not want
0: to participate I don't know if there was something that you said, Brett
1: Probably <laughs> <laughs> But Finn does not have anything to add I know section.
0: Finn does enjoy a cider Every once in a while but, but it doesn't
1: matter Finn didn't write it Finn's not here
2: Finn and has put in very minimal effort for this
1: Finn will be back
0: next when? week. <laughs> yeah. For, we <laughs> have to week. do a producer special next for well him. I hope
2: there's actually something
1: written up that he's d- done for us. Yeah. <laughs>
2: it's not, literally not just a snowman in a snowstorm, <laughs> is what that is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I just thought we should probably do a little caveat. Yeah. Before, before we go on, because people at home that might be like, but what'd Finn say? They don't care.
0: <laughs> no I'm kidding. So you can just hear about the three of us. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I did. I think I mentioned this on an episode a few weeks ago, and, and Brett teased, uh, you know, maybe an upcoming podcast for myself. I love a good mojito. Like, it's so good.
1: <laughs> I can confirm that you make a stellar mojito. Oh, I cannot you. confirm
0: that. Wow, well, you got to come over for mojitos. Fair mojitos enough. by the pool, baby.
1: Mojitos and me. I always say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so are those we, are the two things you want by your pool, right? Do want mojitos and like, Tyler? Kinda, yeah. Do we want to kind of like go through a bunch of them, or do you want to like rotate through?
0: Oh uh, sure. We'll just go. I'll just throw out a bunch of stuff. Sure. So okay. mojitos, margaritas. Uh, I do love a good glass of wine, uh, red or white. Uh, doesn't matter. Don't discriminate. Good yeah, absolutely. But not rosé. Eh? Uh, oh, yeah. I could do a rosé. Eh? Yeah yeah i can't argue with rosé no? um and non-alcoholic i chuckled okay <laughs> i absolutely love water so uh, good glass of h2o
2: now do you like your water cold or lukewarm
0: oh cold okay but no ice Ah, uh,
2: yeah fair fair uh, that's about it yeah, okay uh myself um I can't tell you the last time I actually had a drink, like an alcoholic drink that wasn't a beer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought like
2: you were going to say,
1: I can't, can't remember the, the last time I had anything to drink that wasn't a beer. <laughs> that wasn't a beer.
2: <laughs> um, big fan of Ryan Coke, every now and then. Yeah, okay. I'll have that. Cool. Um, strawberry uh, daiquiri.
1: Daiquiri's for the, right, daiquiris for the boys. Daiquiri's for the boys, right? We um, did that. Yes, yes. It was a ball thing for a long it time. It was. Uh, Any time we'd go we also had the
2: like, pink ball panty ball. dropper, whatever the heck that was. Anyway.
1: Sorry? <laughs> yeah.
2: We'll talk about that offline. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh non-alcoholic, um some pop shop cream soda. Okay. Some dad's root beer. Some orange crush.
1: Very like artisanal kind of. I like tra-
0: my craft
1: pops. <laughs> 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 like it just transfers over. Yeah, tra- yeah no no ro- PC
2: club soda for me.
1: Craft <laughs> root beer. Uh and also,
2: I definitely enjoy a lovely, good glass of milk.
0: Oh, that is so <laughs> gross. Wait. Well, not with <laughs> the <Yeah>. root beer. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I so No, a glass of milk It's disgusting. So what would you I, drink milk out of? <laughs> no, I don't I like drink right? milk. Jesus. I don't drink milk. I, I like milk.
2: <laughs> I usually also have it with a couple cookies. I'm like freaking Santa, for God's sake. No, sakes. I,
0: I am like literally disgusted by adults drinking milk like it's so gross so
2: you're lactose intolerant no
0: it's just it's not in terms of like your body
2: freaks out just your mind freaks out yeah
1: so here's the thing is i I said i like a glass of milk there's a a good sketch out there on milk milk. yeah you should look it up um what kind of what kind of milk do you drink We one two percent uh
2: homo (laughs) no no skim of course zero percent fat
1: why okay. Is that now of course. No. Okay. Now you're a psycho. <laughs> like, you might as well just literally like water down everything you've ever drank in your life. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm a two percent guy.
0: Yeah. A you mango? gotta go two okay, percent, yeah, but two percent or nothing. But don't drink it by itself. <laughs> <laughs> I like milk. i from time to time. Why well,
1: dumping cookies in it?
0: No. Well, I'm drinking it for well, God's, I, God's sake. I haven't had milk in a long time. I okay. think. Um, so one, what do you have your cereal with then?
2: Well, milk, water.
0: but I don't drink it. I, I leave <laughs> like, my milk in the in the bowl and I pour it down the sink. <laughs> oh, cinnamon toast
2: crunch and then you have a little bit of milk and drink the cinnamon milk at the end?
0: No, that, that, that'll that make me vomit. I think once Finn gets back, uh, he can maybe go on our Instagram and do a poll whether people like to drink milk Buy the glass or don't, and Tyler, I bet Tyler you, you you're most have to people back up don't. Finn, if uh, he doesn't do it, you're gonna yeah, have to do it.
1: Yeah, I'll be on it. Already. Yeah, good. I good. do, I do enjoy the odd glass of milk from time to time, but we just don't buy it in large enough quantities because I'm not drinking it. Yeah, I'm not drinking it every day. I'm just saying once in a while.
0: Yeah, yeah, good no, Milk is a a kid's drink.
1: <laughs> Can I go, guys?
0: How about me? Yeah, go ahead. Jeez Louise. <laughs> um,
1: so I think uh, a nice rum and Coke is, is good. Not like a Diet Coke or Coke Zero. Like, it's got to be authentic Coke. Right. Um, I did have a bit of a Coke problem. Uh, growing up Cola,
2: Coca-Cola problem Coca-Cola <laughs> yeah, problem
1: yeah. Good clarification <laughs> I, I, I was living in Biggest furs um, Where I used to have Like 21, 22 uh, Cans of Coke In a week And, and such Sorry? Yeah.
2: yeah You know remember When they ser- used to Serve in the two fours for uh, cans yeah, of coke yeah that was, that <laughs> was, that was that one week yeah that was a week
1: <laughs> i'll let you know right now like i had several tickets to cans wonderland on
0: i coke oh cards. i know you did
2: <laughs> i'm also i'm also very happy that you've uh since kicked the habit
0: yeah and there's been
2: no mess on your in your vehicle
0: no that's your last that's vehicle
1: true. definitely was made a mess yeah i left a coke in there it got really cold it blew up all over the place um so that's kind of where i'm coming from there um I, I I like trying different things, uh, whether it's like mixed drinks or, or not. I do enjoy a good glass of wine from time to time, but I'm not. I'm definitely not a wine connoisseur, um, but I enjoy a, a glass of white, rosé, and red. <laughs> <laughs> um, for for non-alcoholic drinks, um, I try to stay a little bit more away from the pops. Um, tis the season for a nice uh, cranberry ginger ale, and I will hmm. in, indulge in that from time to what time. What about eggnog? I hate eggnog. Thank oh you. my god,
0: <laughs> that's worse than milk. <laughs> yeah, no,
1: I I agree. Eggnog sucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not an
0: eggnog guy at
2: all. Um, <laughs> you said Tis Seasons. I just figured I'd add that in there. But Here, I think
1: it, I think it's it's really cool being an adult uh, in this aspect because it's I, good and bad. Yeah. Yeah. No. But I I used to all the time. Like I was always thirsty, and I'm still, I still am always thirsty. I feel like. But like now, water. now I don't drink water at <laughs> all. Like zero water I know. intake. If I need something to, like, replenish, like, electrolytes or, like, get any kind of fluid in from baseball, it's it's straight to, like, Gatorade G2s. Mm. But um, as an adult, like, you can buy your own beverages. So, like, we always – like, if I'm thirsty – I'm going and grabbing a two liter of like fruitopia and I'm drinking that like an adult juice box. I'm not wrong for this. <laughs> Are you making like a clown juice noise with the straw or what? No, <laughs> okay. I don't put a straw there. It's straight <laughs> out of the carton. Cause I, I know my wife's not drinking any of that. The you
2: know? one thing that I found as an adult though, is apparently you get judged when you like milk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, wow. All right. Well, uh, we would love to hear your comments on milk. Uh, And whether you would drink it or not. Uh, But other than that, we're going to jump to our farewells.
1: All right. That's going to be all for today's episode.
0: I should have said, and we're back. Yeah, You should have. Yeah. Maybe next episode. So thank you again for listening. Keep on listening every other Thursday as the Craft Beer Connoisseurs release a new episode. And on our off Thursdays for a producer special.
2: And make sure to tell your friends, family, and your favorite person who might have a gluten intolerance, right? Because they can have a
1: beer too. Yeah. Hey, that's very good. So from all of us and producer Finn, I'm Tyler.
0: I'm Brett. And I'm Chris. And together, we're the Craft Beer Connoisseurs.